Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's up, everybody? I'm Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22, and this is Ben the NFL Week One, finally. And as always, uh, I'm with my co-host Derek Wesley, also known as D Weezy. What's going on, man? Not much. It has finally arrived, Week One, and you know the boys had to be here to make sure we find some angles and some plays to kick the season off with a bang. I know everybody's ready. We've seen the lines up for months now, and it's finally here. Kickoff is tomorrow with the first game, and we got the first NFL Sunday of the year following that. So it's definitely looking like it's going to be a good weekend for folks. Absolutely. I'm ready. Uh, We're all ready. Been waiting for this for so long. This is betting season, and and we're going to try to make you money. But before we do that, we'd like to help you guys out. So if you guys can help us out by subscribing to the channel, to liking this video, and if you really want to help us out, uh, join our Patreon. The link is in the description down below. So do all that. Um, definitely appreciate uh, all that if you can. But now uh, we will finish. Uh, but before we get into week one, we will finish our uh, our preseason uh, futures betting uh, going through each division. Um, we've gone through seven divisions so far. We're on our last division, and that is the AFC South division. Um, we'll give you the uh, division winner odds. The, uh, will they make the playoffs? Yes or no? And we'll give you the odds on their over and under win totals. totals. So, We'll get through that, and then we'll give you our five week uh, week one bets of the week, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, well, we'll start with the AFC South uh, division favorite um, is the Jacksonville Jaguars at minus one fifty five. The Jaguars um, uh, went over under is at ten and a half, and will they make the playoffs? Yes, is at minus two hundred. You know, this team was 9-8, first in the AFC South last year and lost in the divisional round, but uh, didn't wasn't always good. Um, had a terrible start uh, to the season, 3-7. and seven. Uh, Then they won six out of the last seven um, and won, obviously, that last game to get into the playoffs. But in the offseason, uh, they lost their right tackle, Jordan Taylor, uh, linebacker Arden Key, uh, and Gostas. And um, they signed right tackle Josh Wells, running back Darius Johnson, and they drafted Anton Harrison off the tackle out of Oklahoma uh, in the first round. But what do you think of the Jaguars' chances to win the division? Uh, will they go over 10 and a half? And will, uh, do you put money on them to the playoffs at minus 200? I think this team is a strong sure in to make the playoffs for sure. Um, I definitely think that they're the front runners to win this division for a reason, and I'd have to put them down as my winner for this division. I do think they will be able to beat up on this um, division for the most part. Most likely, if they don't sweep all their division opponents, we're looking at five and one, four and two at the worst. And so when you start looking at something like the win total, and we've talked about it before, where if you can beat up on your division, some of these win totals are more than reachable, especially for a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who in year one, you know, surpassed pretty much everyone's expectations of what that team could do. And having that year under their belt and 
not, in my opinion, not losing any key pieces um, to free agency. I definitely think they're, they're a team to watch out for this season and 10 and a half. I definitely think they can win more, uh, go over that number. Like I said, expect you know, four to six wins to come out of the division. And then you got another 11 games on the season to try and get, you know, five, six wins, whatever's needed to clear that number. You know, there's a reason they're at a minus number like they are in this division. And when you start looking at some of the other teams, it's a real question as far as who might challenge them. And I'm going to be riding with the Jaguars in this division. All right, what's up to Rodney? Um, thanks for tuning in, man. Always appreciate it. Um, yeah, I know, I know everybody's on the Jaguars, um, this season. They, they like what they did, um, c- coming off, from, I know, the, the, the playoff win that they got last year. Uh, so I, I definitely see why people are high on them, and I get it. They have Trevor Lawrence, they got the quarterback, they got a lot of things going for them, but I'm just not too high on them. I just don't think, I, I just, don't, I just don't see it with the Jaguars. Uh, for this year, uh, first of all, because I, I think they're—I mean—they were terrible. I mean, you can't just erase that they were a three, three and seventeen to start the season. They were a bad team. I still think they are the are are at least somewhat that bad team. Um, and this is going to be harder this season when they got a first place schedule um, ra- rather than um, the last place schedule that they had. Um, so it's going to be t- tough to get through that. Uh, I, I still think don't think their their offensive line is, is is that great. I mean, they had a lot of problems last year. I think Trevor Lawrence covered up a lot of them. I don't I don't think he's going to come uh, cover up a lot. If he, yeah, definitely, if not, if he can get if he gets hurt, that's definitely going to lower the chances um, for for them to hit that over. And ten and a half is a lot. Ten and a half is a lot for this team, especially a team in the AFC because they're not like yes, they're playing their division, but they're not just playing their division, playing other AFC opponents tough AFC opponents. So I, I just don't like them to go over that 10 and a half. Um, and, you know, the uh, I just, I, yeah, like I said, I know other people are high on them. I know you're high on them. I'm just not seeing, I think they take a little bit. I think they take a step back and I'm not going to put money on them to, uh, to, to win the division at a minus 155. Maybe if they had the plus, if they had the plus, I would put, put some money on that. Because I think do, do think it's going to be tough out, but at a minus one fifty five, I can't see myself putting money on that. And at minus two hundred, I, I just can't uh, say they will definitely make the playoffs. Because when you see a minus on the playoffs, you got to say, okay, this team is definitely going to make the playoffs. And for me, that's just not that. That's not the case for me. Um, anything else? Um. Well, one thing I didn't mention, uh, it will be interesting to see how they uh, incorporate Calvin Ridley into this offense. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of questions that surround him uh, from a playing standpoint. You know, how did, how did this year off affect him? Now, I do think it is a little bit more possible for a wide receiver to potentially stay in better playing condition than uh, a quarterback – and some of that doing with things like a quarterback has to have that time, and not only with his guys, but NFL caliber talent. It you can go out there and throw balls to high school players or college level talent, and it not be the same explosiveness, the same speed, um, and just timing things, and more of the finesse of the game. I think it's something that affects the quarterback position more when you talk uh, talk about some of these extreme layoffs. So. I don't think we'll see a drop-off similar to what we've seen out of, uh, let's say, a Deshaun Watson. But I am interested to see just how much – or, well, how they incorporate Ridley into this offense. Given what we saw out of them last year, it does it does definitely raise some eyebrows of what, about what the offense will do. All right. We'll get to the uh, next team with the best odds to win the division, and that is the Tennessee Titans – at plus 300 um the over win under win total is at seven and a half and will they make playoffs yes is at a plus 250. this is a team that went seven and ten last year second in the afc south and they did not make the playoffs because they lost that last game 
uh, of the season to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they got to a hard start, though. They were seven and three. They were, uh, you know, on top of the division there. And then they just had a disastrous collapse, uh, had a seven game losing streak because um, Tannehill, Tannehill got hurt. Uh, and then they missed the play- playoffs for the first time since 2018. Um, yeah, just key injuries um, to, to uh, Tannehill, uh, uh, Taylor Wan, Harold Landry just decimated this team. Um, in the offseason, they lost Nate Davis, David Long, um, and receivers, uh, receiver Robert Woods, and uh, signed Andre Diller tackle and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they drafted Peter Skronsky, uh tackle of Northwestern in the first round. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I know other people down this team. I'm going to be the complete opposite uh, uh, on the Titans this, this year. I think they're, uh, I think, I, I think they're going to win the division um, because uh, they like it's the exact opposite thinking I have for the Titans I had for the Jaguars. I do think they are that seven and three team that they started um, um, last season. Uh, I think when Tannehill and Derrick Henry are healthy, this team is a really good regular season team. They win a lot of games. Um, and that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about playoffs or anything like that. We're just strictly talking about the regular season record. And will, will they go over seven and a half? Uh, I, I think that number is very uh, low enough for this team that has shown that they consistently win year in, year, uh, year, in, year out, that they can definitely go over seven and a half wins. Um, at least for the past recent years, since Mike Fravel has been there, he has definitely go over, gone over that number every year since he's been there. So why wouldn't he? Why would this year be different if uh, those two guys uh, stay healthy? And if they do, I definitely believe that they can go over uh, and, and win this division over the uh, over the Jaguars. Um, like like you said, they still have to play their their division uh, to uh, to uh, two weaker teams um, in, in that division. Uh, and I just like I said, uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, I think that uh, that definitely gives um, Tannehill another weapon. Um, so I'm, I'm liking them. I like I like I like this team. I think they're cons- they're a consistent winning team, and that 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 matters to me. And that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to I'm gonna take that plus number to win the division. I'm gonna take that plus number to get into the playoffs. And um, yeah, definitely definitely like the over um, for the Titans this year. But what do you say? Well, I'm right there with you when it comes to the over on the total wins on the season. Like you said, seven and a half is a lower number for a team that has played better ball consistently over the past few years when talking about a number like seven and a half. Um, I definitely think this team can get eight or nine wins, especially talking in a scenario where as long as you don't lose Tannehill, um, For an extended period of time, uh, I definitely think they could get over this number. Um, You know, even if he misses two or three games in the season, um, short of, like you said, uh, Henry or him or Tannehill going down, the offense in the past has shown it's been able to keep up. And adding um, Hopkins out on uh, at wide receiver. Does make you does make people want to believe that um, we'll see more of an aerial attack than we've seen than we've seen in the past. That'll be interesting to see because it's been documented well uh, just how much Tennessee has utilized Derrick Henry in the past, and everybody that follows football knows the trends when it comes to running backs, and they they got a shelf life now. That number isn't always determined. And when you use a back as hard as a team uses um, somebody like Derrick Henry, and yes, he's produced. That's the catch-22 of it all is you want to use this guy because he produces, and when he produces, you want to use him more. And so if we can see both of these um, guys stay healthy, a healthy D-hop out there on the outside, I definitely think it can go a long way in uh, helping this team get W's. I would put them just shy of winning the division. If I had to pick a second-place team, I would probably go with the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think their defense will be a little more questionable um, 
because for the most part, I think people know what to expect out of the offense. It's not necessarily going to be flashy, but it'll get the job done. And, you know, it may not be the most or the greatest example of 2023 football in the modern NFL, but when you're racking up W's, it's hard to argue against it. I do think this team may be on the cusp of not making the playoffs as far as a wild card team. The right plus number, I could see myself put putting something on the yes for them to make the playoffs. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's a little 50-50 for me there. Uh, but like I said, I do think they can get at least eight wins on the season, if not nine. All right. We'll say what's up to Brandon. What's going on, man? Thanks for tuning in. We'll get to the third team. Uh, with the best odds to win this division. And that is the Indianapolis Colts at plus 550. Um, their over-under win total is at six and a half. And will they make the playoffs? Yes, is at plus 350. You know, this uh, this team went 4-12 and one last year, third in the NFC South. No playoffs. Um, obviously, during the middle of the season, they fired Frank Wright. Um, and then they hired uh, Jeff Saturday. Uh, after going three, five, and one, um, you know, they had a terrible record uh, thereafter, one seven with Jeff Saturday. And then they obviously get rid of him and they hire Shane Sykin as their new head coach uh, for this upcoming season. In the offseason, they lost Bobby Okereke. They lost uh, Yannick Ngakwe um, and uh, Dave on Brian Davis' tackle. And they uh, oh, oh they signed uh, that's who they signed signed Davon Bryan they signed um, Samson A. Buckham and they signed uh, Garden Minshew as a backup quarterback to who they drafted in the first round Anthony Richardson out of Florida Florida in the first round um, you know you know last year they were they were terrible offense they were last in the whole entire league. Um, you know, and I, I don't really think they got any better on uh, this year, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, just starting out. Um, and, you know, they obviously have the problems with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's going to play with them, especially now he's on pop. Um, they don't really have any many weapons on, on their offense. Um, and definitely they don't, they kind of got rid of a lot of their good guys on defense. Um, so, I mean, their defense was already bad and now things just worse. So I don't really, I don't see, I don't see a lot of hope there, but, uh, what do you, what do you think about the Indianapolis Colts and their chances to win this division, make the playoffs and, um, to go over the six and a half wins, um, before you do, I want to say what's up to the road pod, what's up Hendo and to Gregory, what is going on, man? I'm going to beat the out of Caleb. Well, we'll see about that. Hopefully, I'm better season this year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, your take on the Colts for this season? Well, the Colts just seem to be that story that keeps on giving. Because if you had to look at anybody, any one single player on this roster from the past few years, that you would say it isn't necessarily untouchable, but that's your top guy, that's your, you know, your number one, it would be Jonathan Taylor. And what do we see out of Ursay and the Colts organization? Apparently they don't want Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this with everything that's played out and him being, not to say that I don't think he's not legitimately hurt, but the way this whole storyline and sequence of events has played out, and just all that we went through to get uh, to where we are now, it, by no means am I going to be putting money on this team to win anything, but I definitely look forward to seeing what comes out of this organization. Now it will be interesting to see um, what occurs with uh, Anthony Richardson, the rookie QB they drafted out of Florida. Um, you know, physically wise, some of the, things you see him do on the football field definitely get you excited but at the same time you wonder what the rest of that football team is going to look like around him because we're already talking about the Colts opening up the first four games of the year without Taylor because he is on that pup list and 
even after those four games, who's to say how long he is actually on this roster? Um, that, that would still leave them a full month to try and make a trade if they aren't potentially um, shopping a deal now, you know, under the circumstances that when he comes off the pup list, we'll make the trade official and go through all the proper channels. Um, so I definitely would have to fade this team as far as a win total. Definitely don't see him making the playoffs or anything like that. Um you know, unfortunately for someone like Richardson, who ha- seems to have a lot of potential and a lot of the physical traits, Indy, uh, it just seems like up there in Indy, there's too much just nonsense and BS going on with that organization for that to even develop. So even looking at, you know, some of the later parts of the year, I don't think we can expect many wins out of this Colts team. And so – that number being at six and a half, you know, they only won four games last season. You telling me this team's going to win three more games and at best they're only going to have uh, Jonathan Taylor for three fourths of the season. Yeah. Give me the under. Uh, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I just, I, I can't see where they get seven wins for this team. That's just uh doesn't seem possible for them. Uh, definitely not any, any number. Uh, that they give you for winning the division, uh, um, nor making the playoffs. It just doesn't seem feasible for this team uh, with that rookie quarterback and not much else around him um, to support him. Um, it's going to have a tough – he's going to have a rough time. It's going to be a rough time there in Indianapolis. Um, so definitely just just do not put your money on on this team if only if it is for the under. Um, but we're going to say what's up to lunch break. Hot take, what's going on, Jose? Um. All right, we'll get to the final team uh, uh, with the worst odds to win division, and that is the Houston Texans at plus eleven hundred. The over under win total is at five and a half, and will they make the playoffs? Yes, is at plus five twenty five, and uh, the record last year was three thirteen, fourth in the AFC South. No playoffs, obviously. Had one of their worst seasons with. Uh, not much talent on that team, um, except for maybe a couple spots, um, you know, like a running back corner. Um, and, you know, the, but, yeah, the one that matters is quarterback, um, and they did not have talent there, and that's why they ended up at 3-13. and 13. Uh, And then um, they lost tight end, uh, uh, both uh, two tight ends, actually, O.J. Howard and Jordan Atkins, two receivers, Dorsett and Rodgers. They did sign um, uh, 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 Rod Woods, uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, and um, Sheldon Rankins and Hassan Ridgeway on defense, as well as running back to Evan Singletary. And then they drafted, of course, in the first round, quarterback C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Um, and they also uh, drafted Will Anderson uh, out of Alabama in the first round as well. You know, I think CJ Stroud's obviously an upgrade from Mills and uh, uh, what they had, whatever they had throughout their last year at quarterback. Um, so that's definitely a plus. Um, can they win, win more games? I think it does. I think that wins a couple more games. They only have to win three more games to hit that over uh, uh, at six uh, games. And I think that's possible. I think that's possible for this team. It's tough. They're in the AFC. Um, but uh, I think, you know, he, he, he has a pretty good offensive line to protect them. You know, Lumber Tunsil's there. Um, I think it's uh, it's good enough to protect them. I think he can have some, you know, obviously they signed Ellen Schultz. Um, that's a good tight end. Um, usually tight ends really help out rookie quarterbacks. Um, so I think it might be a smoother uh, transit, especially more than, um, um, than, than Anthony Richardson, Richardson will have. Um, so, I put a little money on them to win the over. I'm not going to go full full force on them, but I think they can. I, can, I think they can maybe week out six games um, because, I mean, if they want three with the crap that they pulled out there, maybe they can get three more um, with with a better quarterback. Um, but at the division odds, I just don't see any chance, and neither the playoffs uh, with the conference that they play in. I just don't think there's any chance there. But what do you say about the Houston Texans? 
yes, there's no hopes for playoffs or division win or winning the division with this team. That is not where the focus needs to be if you're looking at this team from the potential of trying to find a legitimate angle, in my opinion. But there is, in my opinion, more excitement around the Houston Texans than the Indianapolis Colts. Um, as you said, they brought in rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. Um, also pairing that with um, Damian Pier- or Pierce, the running back from um, yeah. that they drafted last year. They brought in Singletary, who has been formidable, uh, even as a, um, catching passes out of the backfield. So not necessarily needing to lean on their young running back who showed um, some interest, uh, showed that he might be a, you know, number one running back in the league. Um, as you said, having that tight end um, definitely is a safety valve for quarterbacks, especially some of these um, younger quarterbacks coming out of college that not to say lack inexperience or understanding, but typically the tight end position is that sort of check down route. Um, and so you just sort of build that familiarity uh naturally as a byproduct so i definitely five and a half but you know it's a low number i definitely got to look you look at the over with this team because you know as you said they were able to steal a couple games last year and get to three wins on the season um i don't know how many teams they'll be stopping that uh defensively i do think uh with the new head coach um spikes there will be an increase in a defensive, not necessarily, it may not show up uh, statistically, but I do think we'll see something out of this defense that we weren't seeing last year. Um, I think in some games that'll definitely probably be the difference in them possibly having a chance at pulling off the victory or, you know, there was a number of games last year uh, where the defense just couldn't hold up. If I'm not mistaken in that Dallas game, you know, they were fighting along step for step with Dallas for oh, yeah. a good three quarters of that game. that game. Yeah. And then, you know, fourth quarter, Dallas was able to pull away. And so, you know, like I said, I definitely believe there's more excitement around this team. Something I would be interested in looking at is the if you can find a book with um the exact uh, position in the standings to finish, potentially looking at them as a third place finisher because clearly the books are saying they expect them to finish fourth, thus having the longest odds to win the division. So in that thinking, you might see a decent or if not juicy plus number at a third place finish within the division. And as I said, I think the Colts are going to be basically a dumpster fire. Um, Tennessee, it'll be interesting to see how well they have their act together throughout the season. Um, But you know, you're, you're bigger, you're higher up on them than me, but even still the top two teams in this division are easily the Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Don't think Houston would be able to overcome either one of them in the standings. So a third place finish could be an interesting angle when looking at this team as far as a an approach to the division outlook. All right. Uh, that will wrap up all of the divisions um, for our preseason futures betting. Uh, I hope that help you helps you guys out win some money. Hope you place your bets before the season starts. Um, so, uh, all right, um, we'll, we'll get into uh, our week one bets, what y'all came here to see. Um, you know, uh, the day before the, the NFL uh, season starts, uh, so you better get your your bets in when you can. Um, but uh, we'll start. We'll start. Uh, I'll I'll let you go first. I'll let you make the first bet of the NFL season. All right, kicking things off first, going right to Thursday night football, folks. Um, taking and this line has moved. If you were looking at it just a couple of days ago with the news about Kelsey, whether he plays or not, it was enough to drop this spread. A full two points going from six and a half to minus four and a half. I still like the Chiefs in this scenario. And a lot of this has to do with, you know, some of the stats and trends that we've seen out of the Kansas City Chiefs 
basically over the course of Andy Reid's <coughs> tenure there. You have to go all the way back to 2014, I believe, to find a week one game that they lost. That means Patrick Mahomes has not lost a week one game. That means a lot of people on this team currently have not lost a week one game. And that's a certain mentality you kind of look for coming into these week one games because there's still a lot of unknown surrounding things. And, you know, injury is always definitely something you have to look out for. And while I think, you know, yes, if we're talking about a spread of six and a half, it'd be nice to have Kelsey out there. I definitely think that um, number is easily more covered with him out there. Personally, I had a same-game parlay that's probably going to be blown up now because Kelsey not being involved in this game. Hopefully, because if he doesn't play, I can get it voided. God forbid that he go out there and play a handful of snaps, get like one catch, two targets, and just ruin my day completely. But I will be looking at Kansas City minus four and a half on the spread. And another potential angle, KC has gone way over game totals in that in those same week one trends. So potentially looking at the over on the game total is a possibility. All right. Uh, Brandon says it would be great, but no sports betting in Minnesota. Um, that's unfortunate. But, you know, you can always find yourself a bookie. There's a bookie somewhere around the corner. Uh, uh, Jimmy and Joe <laughs> may, may always legal, out there. But, you know. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody has to know. You just keep it quiet. Just do your thing, and you get you get your bet in that way. And there's 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 also off sites, offside betting, uh, um, offshore betting. I mean, there's ways, there's ways to to, to get your bets in. I was gonna suggest um, just finding not, a random somebody fading the Vikings, but they're taking on Tampa this week, and there's no way in hell I would touch that action. So yeah, never mind. Oh, there you go. Um, but as far as the Chiefs uh, Lions game, uh, I definitely agree with you. I'm definitely taking um, the Chiefs months points. Um, you know, the Lions just their defense is bad. I mean, I don't I don't see where they made the improvements. I don't see. Uh, yeah, Kelsey may be out for the game. Maybe not. I just don't see. You know, I, I just don't see how they're going to stop Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes, and their defense is not that good. So, how are you going to stop them? I mean, it doesn't matter who you throw out there. He's still going to do his thing, and he's still going to uh, basically got Pacheco out there. He can still run on the, on the Lions' defense. Um, there's just no stopping him. Uh, maybe they can keep pace with them. That's probably their best hope is just to keep pace with the weapons that they got on their side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball. But ultimately, yeah, I, I think they, they win at least by a touchdown. Uh, I'll get to uh, my first bet uh, of this NFL season. I'll say what's up to my dad real quick. What's going on? Um, and my first bet is going to be like I said earlier in this uh, in this show, my Titans, and that's when I'm going to go with my first bet. I'm going to bet the Titans plus three again at New Orleans. Um, you know the Saints are without Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he's on suspension. Um, that's one of their main weapons on their offense. Derek Carr just got there. He he's still on Kevin. Um, that's uh, it's always tough, you know, going to your first game and you don't you don't know the offense too well. You're kind of just working it out um, and building chemistry team. So uh, you never know which you don't you don't really know what you're going to go there. Um, and like I said, uh, Tennessee seven to three uh, straight up in um, uh, in the. In, in, uh, before you know all the injuries happen, uh, seven and three in September, um, in the last game, ten games played in September. Um, so they like to start hot. They're a hot team from the start. Um, you know, I think, like I said, like it's all Henry. Um, this team is different. They're a winning team. And I like them to outright win. Even um, I don't even need the points, but I think they're going to outright beat the New Orleans Saints because I don't think the Saints are very good. Um, everybody can say they're going to win the division uh, just because they got Derek Carr. Derek Carr wasn't that good last year. Like he wasn't. Um, um, their their coach isn't good. That that's that that New Orleans coach is terrible. Um, I just don't see what the Saints. I think they're going to be bad, and therefore I got the Titans to win this uh, even outright. But Yeah, no, um, I definitely think that 
there's some something to be said about this matchup between the Titans and the Saints. Uh, you know, I'm right there with you as far as fading the Saints. People go back and look when we cover the NFC South. I'm not high on this team. Um, I know a lot of people are. One of the big issues with me will be the coaching staff of this team and what they're able to do. You know, Tennessee plus three. I definitely like that. And that also leaves open the possibility if this Tennessee team is able to get up early, you might be able to find some ways to hedge off that, especially if you're attacking that money line where I'm looking. I'm currently seeing plus 150. You know, our early touchdown could flip the underdog and you could find the Saints at a plus number, probably somewhere around that same range. Um so, yeah, I definitely think there's a number of ways to play off this Tennessee uh, – the Titans matchup with the Saints. But I would have to lean, you know, to the Titans in this game. As you mentioned, no Kamara. Um, there's too many questions surrounding this team. Would they expect Michael Thomas to be back? It'll be unclear, at least in my opinion, what to expect from him. Um well, they've been, they've, been, they've been expecting him for the last three years, so, I mean. that That's my problem with it. You know, it's – I don't want to wish ill on the man, but, I mean, they've been saying this for a while now. So, but we'll we'll find out week one for sure. We'll find out this Sunday. Uh, but, yep. yes, I definitely would have to ride um, with the Titans on that play. Now, moving into my next one. This is something, you know, the people, they've heard us talk about this last year. And, yes, it might seem like a little bit of a homer play, but going to the Carolina Panthers plus three and a half in a division game. Yes, they're on the road. I just – I'm not a big believer in this Atlanta Falcons team. They showed last year that they were more dedicated to the room than probably any team out there. And I – I don't give Desmond Ritter much. Um, I don't. I don't have high hopes for Desmond Ritter. I, even when as he was coming into the league, he was not someone that I thought would be a game changer at the NFL level. And so far, I hadn't seen anything to make me think otherwise. And that said, it is like well, in my opinion, I expect the Falcons to try and lean heavily on that run game that they have Cordero Patterson moving in and out of the backfield drafting, um, B. John Robertson also having, um, Algier from last year who as a running back, I, I definitely like some of the things I saw out of him though. Sadly, some of those things were against my team, but you know, there's definitely a legit running attack in Atlanta. Um, but as we've said before, when it comes to these division games, I mean, you can throw the stats out the window. You can throw the records out the window. You can throw the trends out the window. A division game, it's they're unpredictable. So being able to get the underdog at plus three and a half, especially getting that hook on the three, um, potential field goals, still be able to win outright, even if the Panthers lose. Um, I'm going to be riding with the Panthers on the spread, plus three and a half. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be there with you. Uh, I didn't take up. I didn't take this team. Um, only the only thing that makes me hesitant about taking the Panthers is because uh, Bryce Young in his first game. It's hard to to say that he's just gonna go in there and win the game. Um, that's the only hesitation. I, I do believe he will, but I'm I can't sit there and put my money on that. That that is exactly what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I don't like Desmond Ritter. <laughs> um, don't think he's very good. Uh, Falcons, yeah, they, they're gonna have trouble, um, uh, you know, throwing the ball there. Obviously, they're focusing on all on the running game with their uh, they got a couple good running backs there. Um, and that as long as you guys can stop the run, um, then I don't think they're gonna be able to do much afterwards. And yeah, you guys have trouble on the offensive line, but the Falcons don't really have you know the defense or the pass rushes to really exploit that all that much, so. I don't. I don't see the Falcons winning this game. I I got the Panthers. Well, that the only reason I can't put my money on it is just because I, I don't like a, a rookie quarterback going into his first game. Um, that that's probably my only reason why I'll be hesitant on uh, on on that one. But for my second play, 
Um, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, um, plus two and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, obviously, the public money um, is on the Niners, but the sharp money is on the Steelers. Um, you know, with Brock Purdy coming off um, a, a major injury to his elbow, um, that was, you know, kind of rehabbing all offseason. Um, there's no telling how he's going to play. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you just expect him to come back. He's going to be all healthy and he's going to be slinging around and playing great. Um, I, I just don't, I just, I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to take some time to get back to it. Um, I think with under uh, a year under Kenny Pickens' uh, belt, I think he'll be a little bit better than he was last year. Um, he was, he was at least pretty decent going towards the end of the season. He was definitely been, uh, good. Um, because the, the 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 Steelers went six and one straight up and uh, against the spread in their last seven games. Um, and then San Francisco uh, um were one and four against spread in the last five games against an AFC opponent. Um, so I definitely like the Steelers. I like like I always say I like home dogs. Um, this uh, is one home dog I do believe. Um, that this uh in the Steelers um getting the win. Um, but uh. Disagree. I'm actually on the other side of this one. Um, as okay. one of my plays, I'm taking San Francisco. Okay. And part of that, um, if this line was a little bit higher, if we were talking about maybe four, four and a half, or even somewhere around five, I would be more yeah, inclined. I, I definitely agree with you on that. If you can, if you, if you get bet yeah. and get a little more points and, uh, and buy some points there, I would definitely suggest that to do that. Yeah, but looking at a spread of two and a half, I'm definitely going to ride with the 49ers. Um, while there are, as you mentioned, there are uh, many, well, not many, but legitimate concerns surrounding um, Purdy and just how well he'll be back. One thing I do believe, however, is this team does not have to rely on specifically Purdy with a lot of the talent they have around him and Shanahan's ability not only to scheme players open, but to scheme the ball into players' hands, not necessarily through the passing game. It's been well documented. Uh, Debo Samuel being utilized in a running back form, kind of similar to what we've seen with Cordell Patterson, um, as well as they've had a full offseason to try and integrate CMC, having McCaffrey. And so it will definitely be interesting to see um, – what exactly occurs because in in my opinion, I don't think they will have to lean on Purdy to win games specifically. And, you know, as I said, if the spread was a little bit higher, I may go to the Steelers side of things because I would not be shocked if the 49ers got a lead in this game, if they went more into a defensive shell of trying not to lose the game versus still pushing downfield with that, step on their throat mentality to put up another score or two. Um, so, yeah, with this low spread at two and a half, I'd have, I'm definitely riding with the 49ers. All right. Um, that was your third pick. I'll get to my third um, bet of the week, and that is uh, Miami Dolphins plus three at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I believe this will be a, a close game. Um, and you know, in close games, I definitely do not trust Brandon Staley um, because he's terrible in close games. He makes the wrong decision most of the time. Um, I, and then I think that's going to be the case in this game is there is going to be close and going to be one um, decision that he'll have to make and he's going to screw it up. Um, and then, you know, their new OC, Kellamore, obviously as a Cowboys fan, know very well, um, he's pretty awful. Um, so I don't, I think it's going to be very bad for Justin Herbert. Having uh, having to uh, deal with that, uh, deal with him, call place for him. Um, and similar to what I said about the Titans, uh, when when two was healthy, this team was really good at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, and I think that that I think there's still that same team that was that really good, winning a lot of games um, when he was healthy. Uh, and he's he- he's healthy at least for this week one game, and I think they'll return to that same. Um, team that they were um, at the beginning of last season. And the Dolphins were 4-1 against the spread in the last five games, um, even though they lost kind of lost those games. So even if they lost this game, I still think plus three is good enough to cover. 
Um, but yeah, that's what I got. I got the Dolphins plus three. I'm riding with you right along on this same game. Miami Dolphins plus three. Not sure what the books are looking at. Outside of you saying the potential scenario of Tua being injured, this Dolphins team is better than the Chargers, in my opinion. I mean, defensively and offensively. Um, I don't – yes, I would say Justin Herbert is the better quarterback if we're you know comparing Tua and Herbert just side by side. Um, but this isn't as – you know, Tua's not coming in banged up. This is game one, so there's no real injury concern there as far as this specific game. So I honestly have no clue what people are looking at. In my opinion, I think they have the wrong team favored, and if you find yourself in a situation like that, it's almost a principal play to take that team because, in my opinion, the number's wrong. And so, yes, give me the Dolphins and Tua and Tariq Hill – and McDaniels and what his offense was doing last year and Waddle give me all that plus the three points because I think there is a potential that they could win outright. So in my opinion, you know, the, the money line is definitely live as far as I'm concerned. All right. I'll get to my fourth pick. And that is the, um, um, the New England Patriots at home plus four against the Philadelphia Eagles. And almost all of the money is coming in on the Eagles. Obviously, understandable. Um, but I think this is a, that I think because all that money is coming on the Eagles, I think that's a perfect spot to pick the to go against the grain and pick the Pats in this one uh, for a big letdown for the Eagles. Obviously, the the, the Super Bowl team that loses the Super Bowl is usually one that has the hangover, and I think that's very possible for the Eagles this season. Um, the least uh, the Eagles lost a lot of guys on defense, um, and uh, the, the they have new uh, defensive coordinator as well. So I'm not sure what they're going to be on defense um, going into this season, which is perfect for um, you know kind of a limited offense at least uh, on the outside with the New England Patriots. But I think with the new offensive coordinator, that's a big plus. I think Max Jones is pretty pretty good when in his rookie season. Um, not nothing great, but I think he was good enough to win, um, you know, get into the playoffs like they did. Uh, I think they can return to that with an actual offensive coordinator this time. They can return to that team that they were his rookie season. I think can um, be just as good. And I think they can really just kind of grind it out with both Stevenson and Zeke. Um, and they'll uh, run enough um, to, to keep uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense off the field. And I think that's what they're going to have to do. Um, to at least keep uh, to keep it close, so and, that, and that's why I do think they can at least cover the four points. They might not win, but I think it's four points is still good enough for, um, for them to cover. Um, the Eagles two and five you know, I guess spread in the last seven uh, seven games. They are four and twelve in the last sixteen games into September. So not a team that really start, starts up starts off the season very hot, at least against the spread wise. Um, and just love another home dog and um, got two of them this week. And uh, that's why I like the Patriots. Um, but what do you think? I definitely think there might be a little validity to uh, the Patriots having a shot to either win this game or keep it close enough to cover with that plus four. Looking at the game total, seeing it at 45. So the book's basically talking about a 20 to 24 game. Um not a relatively high-scoring game, and I think that works in New England's favor if they are able to limit the scoring out of uh, the Eagles' offense. It will be interesting to see what the Eagles do in the run game um, as their running back room wasn't necessarily overhauled, but they were operating more by a running back by committee. Now, it was successful by all means, but we only see – one, if I'm not mistaken, one face from the trio that people seem to see last year, or I could be mistaken, but um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see. Um, do we see the same type of run game and run, uh, run play style out of the Eagles in uh, that aspect? 
And if that's the case, you know, you're talking about the clock running more, um, lower scoring game, plus four, you know, it might not be the popular pick, but I could definitely see it happening, you know, get a total like 20, 30, or 20 to 17 coming in under that 45 covering on the spread. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Now, if the Patriots can't keep the Eagles out of the end zone, I don't think they have the offense to keep up in a matchup like that. And so not only would that total be blown out of the water, but you could probably see that spread just balloon in a live game uh, number. Now, moving on um, yeah, to I mean, my I fourth pick. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just right. I like, you know, and uh, we're in this betting game. You just got to take some risk sometimes. And I think this it's a bit of a risk um, going against um, a lot of money here. So uh, sometimes you got to take those games, man. Um, you know, you, you risk this money uh, uh, on, on big chance like this. Uh, obviously, a lot very heavily safe toward the Eagles, but I, I you know, I, I love taking these type of types types of bets. So, oh yeah, it's, it's all about calculated risk, and you know, that's all that matters. You you got to believe in your plays if you're gonna bet it. If you don't believe in it, you can't expect somebody else to believe in it. So. Moving into my next play, um, another yeah. defensive matchup. Now, I will be going with the favorite in this matchup, though it is nearly a pick em. If you look at the spread, it's minus one. The Chicago Bears over the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to be taking the money line outright just to not have to deal with that spread and the potential push possibility yeah. that exists there for almost no reason. If you're going to have an NFL game at minus one, just make it a pick them and juice the favorite a little bit more. You're already talking about minus 122. Like, what, what what's minus 130, minus 140 in a pick them and the other side maybe plus 110? You know, it just it's, – it's one of – it, it, situations like that that I won't say aggravate me but are definitely annoying. Um, so going to be riding with the Chicago Bears money line. Um, I – I'm not sure I'd have to uh, double check, but there's a possibility that Christian Watson will be banged up for the Packers. And I do think that the Bears offensively will be a lot better than what we saw last year. If nothing more, we will see them able to draw more attention to the outside. And even if they don't rely on fields less in the running game, that could possibly open up the running game even more or on the flip side of that, help create a lot more one-on-one matchups on the outside for the wide receivers like DJ Moore because you're seeing that extra body in the box to potentially deal with fields in the running game. And so, you know, I'm, as, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I saw firsthand DJ Moore's ability. Um, I think he has the possibility to, to catch a lot of people off guard as far as fans and media across the – U.S. being that he was in a small market, um, not a lot of media attention. And I won't I won't stand up here and be like, oh, he was the best wide receiver in the league, hands down. No, but potential top 10 wide receiver, most definitely. And so to have that uh, caliber of wide receiver out there on the edge is definitely going to draw attention. And so at a certain point, teams are going to have to pick their poison. And in this Green Bay game, coming into Chicago to open up the season with all the turnover that we've seen with Green Bay, I'm not very high on them coming into this season. And I definitely think Chicago Bears can win this one outright. Yeah, this, we disagree again. Um, but, um, you know, I'm not super confident. This is not why I, I didn't make this uh, as one of my picks because I'm not confident either way. But I would, if I was going to pick it, it would I would lean towards the the Green Bay Packers. Um, I just think, yeah, they've obviously had two quarterbacks uh, going through their history of why they've been so dominant over the Chicago Bears. But I still just think that there's just something about it where they still can be dominant even after uh, Aaron Rodgers has moved on. Um, and just for the fact, like I said, I'm, I'm not high. I'm very very low on the Chicago Bears, mostly because not for any reasons of the weapons that they brought in, uh, strictly just because uh, I think Fields is not good um, and he's not going to be good a season. He doesn't win. 
Um, he doesn't win games. Like he hasn't won games in the first two seasons. He's not going to win games this year. Um, so if I was going to pick this game, I would not pick him to win a game because he hasn't proven that he can. Um, but that that's my take on, on that game. But for my final bet of week one, it will be my Dallas Cowboys minus three going to the New York Giants. Um, it's just frankly simple. Dak owns the New York Giants. They better be calling him daddy um, because that that's what he is. Um, he, he is the Giants' daddy. He is. He hasn't lost to them since 2016, and that it was in his rookie year. They have not beaten them since then. Um, he, he, he just he, he's so good. Like nine and three. Um, um, Cowboys are nine and three in the last 12 games against the Giants. Complete domination over them. Cowboys have way more talent than the Giants do. The Giants don't have a lot of talent on their team. They don't got no receivers. They don't got bad secondary. They don't got uh they barely got any linebackers. Yeah, they had a trade for Isaiah Simmons. Um, they really only got their they have a terrible offensive line. Um, you know, obviously I do show with Ferris. He knows his offensive line is ass because he's worried about it too. And you think that that offensive line is going to do anything against Michael Parsons, the Marcus Lawrence? Uh, they're going to sack the crap out of Daniel Jones, just like they did last year. Um, they're going to have no shot. And yeah, oh, they got Saquon Barkley. He does nothing against us. He has one big run a game. Like he doesn't. Uh, if you go back and watch the Cowboys Giants games, Saquon Barkley doesn't do anything against us. Um, and then. So, yeah, there's no receivers that really – I mean, there's no receivers that are going to get past Gilmore and Diggs. I mean, it's just not going to happen. They got nothing, nothing. And you're not going to tell me, oh, Darren Waller. Okay, that's great. Um, we got uh, we got, we, got, we got good safeties over here. We got Malik Hooker. We got um, uh, Jaron Curse. That, that, he and Ty not really going to move the needle for me at, at all whatsoever. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've covered against this team. Um, the last the last two games we played them. Um, and yeah, they couldn't even beat Cooper Rush last year. Okay, Cooper Rush beat them, so if they can't beat Cooper Rush, they ain't gonna have a chance of being Dak because they haven't had a chance of being Dak since 2016. Well, now, if you listen to Jerry Jones, Cooper Rush is the future of that organization and that team out there on that football field and all that nonsense, <laughs> but uh. It's definitely an interesting line looking at this game. It was one I looked at. I, I will say I'm not as high on the Cowboys as you, but I definitely think they are the better team going out there against the Cowboys. Minus three on the road division game. You know, I think I'd almost sound a little bit hypocritical saying take the Cowboys after the pitch I made about my Panthers on the road division game plus three and, you know, so, do I think there's a shot for the Giants to win this game? Yes. If crazier things happen, of course they've had. We've seen them in other games, you know. So, would it shock me completely? No. Um, but th- with the spread being as low as it is, it was just one reason why I just decided to stay away from this game. Because you know, as we've kind of mentioned in this game, if you can't be confident in your plays, that might be a sign not to play it. And of course, sometimes. The best bet is to not make a bet. You can't lose if you didn't bet. And so, yes, I would have to lean towards the Dallas Cowboys minus three, but I definitely would not be shocked if come next week somebody up here is having to eat a little crow when we getting into things. Now to move into my last game, you know, another division game. We got Seattle taking on the Los Angeles Rams and – I'm riding with Seattle in this game. That Seattle definitely was a you know a shocker last year as what it, as far as what we saw out of them, and given the recent news to come about with Cooper Cup and base, it's yet to be seen how long he will be away from the team. But you're not going to see him week one. And from and give me Seattle minus five and a half. I definitely think they win this game by a touchdown at least. Um, I mean, when you start looking at the Rams, who on that team is going to give you offense? The running back situation has been in shambles for the most part for the past few years, in my opinion. They've relied solely on Cooper Cup at the wide receiver position, even bringing in the likes of Allen Robinson um, led to nothing, and we saw him shipped out. 
even when they had um, OBJ for that short stretch, it was clear that Cooper Cup was the main option and the first option. And now we find this team with no cup and likely nothing else. So give me the Seattle Seahawks to win this one and potentially a blowout, but I would not be shocked if we saw a score, something similar, 23-24 to 10, something like that. I just do not expect the Rams to be able to score to keep up in this game to cover that spread. Um, I'm with you, man, um, but uh, there was only five bets I could make, and that probably would have been the next one. I just felt more confident in these um, that I made, um, but that, that probably would have been my next my, my next go-to because, yeah, I'm right there with it. I think the Seahawks were going to win. Um, big against them. Um, uh, just like you said, the Cooper Cup, you know, we just found out that it's out. That's going to be a major, major hit um, um, for the for the Rams. Um you know, Stafford's going to trouble finding someone open. Um, and then there's just not really a lot around there. It's not really long, a, a, a lot around there. Uh, I think probably my uh, why it wasn't um, just because Shama Bay can maybe pull out something. It's a divisional game. Still tough. Um, that's probably the only reason why it was number six instead of part of the my top five bets of the week. Yeah. And though even a fella in the chat, Brandon, is joking about the commanders, yeah. Fading the Cardinals is not a bad angle to look at week to week, given the opponent. If the commanders had a better offense, I would definitely yeah. be considering this more. But at minus seven on the spread, I would stay away from this just simply because the commanders could easily go out there and win by three or four points. And you're standing there holding seven, being pissed off. So Fading the Cardinals, it, it definitely has a lot of potential moving throughout the season, especially as we get further along in the season, because by everyone's accounts, and I don't think they're wrong for thinking it, this team is doing everything possible to tank, which could signify the end of the Kyler Murray era in Arizona. So all y'all Call of Duty uh, fans and players out there, watch out, because if he's not playing NFL football, he's coming after y'all. Yeah, I, I'm. I had the same exact thinking of why I didn't make this one of my bets. Um, that I just can't see, even even if it's the Cardinals. Yeah, we know how bad the Cardinals are going to be, um, but Sam Howell is just not the quarterback that's going to win by seven points, even against a team like the Cardinals. Um, that's why you just you can't you can't bet on you can't put your money that that, that minus seven that that's that's too big of a point spread, um, but yeah they probably will win just because the Cardinals are just that bad but it's just uh, really against uh, what Sam Howell can do. Um, but yeah, that is our week one bets. Um, like I said, we had a couple disagreements. You can go either way whether you want to fade me, fade you easy. Um, doesn't uh, matter to us as long as you're winning money. That is the goal of the show. Um, thank you all for tuning in so you can tell where um, they can find you, D-Weezy. Yes, y'all can catch me at Backyard Action Media here on YouTube and also on Twitter at The Yard Bets. Um, I'll be moving my Sunday show to Tuesdays, basically a little bit of a scheduling conflict, but I'll be continuing on with Against All Odds. Um, last week I was discussing that ESPN is throwing their hat into the, um, sports betting world and partnering with Penn entertainment to open a, an ESPN bet sports book. And likely we'll see that, uh, in a number of States in the coming future. So check that out in this coming week. Uh, and then the next episode I'll be talking about, um, some of the conference realignment stuff that we've seen uh, in college football, but also taking a look at some of the factors that have driven this, uh, such as revenue and other things. Um, so, yeah, come and check out Against All Odds next Tuesday. I'll be going live. I'm not sure about a time yet. I have been going uh, live at 5 p.m. on Sundays. Maybe I stick with that 5 p.m. start. But make sure to come check it out. All right. You can find me at NFLK.2 on Instagram and X uh, slash Twitter. 
And uh, you can find me on uh, Fridays at 3 o'clock doing Good Friends by Rivals. Uh, but this week we'll be on uh, live after the Cowboys-Giants game because that is what we do. We talk Cowboys and Giants on that show with my co-host, Ferris Madonna, and we'll be live after the game um, on Sunday night, um, that is. But, yeah, like I said, thank you all for tuning in. Um, subscribe to the channel. Do all those things. Um and like I always say, it's football's back, baby. So let's get ready to make that money. <laughs> <laughs>